Hello and welcome to the From Groups of Gold podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Ann, and eventually I will have like an actual actual introduction to this, but we are only 22 episodes in and I'm still kind of just winging it, man. Not gonna lie, I'm figuring it out. But today is a guest episode and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. I had the opportunity to speak with Danielle. She's a co-founder and foundational trauma practitioner of Revival Society And we just had a moment to discuss the healing journey, its struggles, the power that we have to not only heal our own selves on our own, but also with the help of others too. We, I think we can get lost in feeling like we have to do everything alone, but you can get help. You can ask for help. And so I hope that this episode inspires you and provides hope that you can heal from whatever trauma may be affecting your life currently. And with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Okay, so I have Danielle here today. Hi, Danielle. Hi. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you do and what got you interested in starting this to begin with? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a foundational trauma practitioner And the reason that I got started in this work is because I went on my own journey. Um, My mom looked for answers for me and my sisters for ever since we were young girls. And we dealt with emotional and physical health struggles for years. And we went to every single doctor that you could think of. We went to every single specialist and we even took more of a holistic route and there really just didn't seem to be that lasting answer that we were looking for. And that's when my mom decided to really do her own research. And I came along for the ride to help her with it because it really is a God-given gift. You know, we've really, we've really learned and we've spent thousands upon thousands of hours learning different teachings. But what we have done is really found the gaps in those teachings that didn't work for our population of people we serve. I love that. And can you share, so you started the Revival Society. So how did that come to be and what have you learned or what have been like your favorite things from that? Yeah. So we started Revival Society because we were looking for answers for our own health struggles, you know, emotional and physical And it got to the point where my sister was in the psych ward and my other sister was diagnosed with early onsets of MS that my mom just knew there was something that was off and there had to be something that wasn't being addressed. And so for us, it started with finding EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques. I love that. I've been, I've been researching about it and I love it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it started for us with EFT. But for us, it wasn't deep enough. It wasn't really getting to the root, not even the root. It wasn't getting to the seed of what was really going on and why that behavior, why that situation was happening in the first place. And we really wanted to understand that. And then we found somatic experience, somatic healing. And for us, it was getting a little bit deeper, but it was so slow that we know that we live in such a busy world that people need things now and they need things fast. And that's when we really found the gaps in those works and was able to 
cut the time in half, if not even quicker, to be able to get people results um, that they've been looking for for years. I think that's so important. And I think it, it shows too that like there are so many different options available for healing. And for some people, they do need something that's deeper. Like some people, EFT is exactly what they needed. They were, it was just right where they needed. Some people, somatic, they, they have a longer time period where they can go through a longer process. So how do you, when you're working with somebody and what typically are you helping them with, like what kind of like background and then how long does the process normally take? Yeah. So we help people with any type of background. And the reason I say that is because people come from us from all different types of backgrounds. There's some people that come to us that are in the trenches and literally cannot get out of bed. And then there's some people that come to us that have a huge amount of success, but don't feel that inside. And we really work with people on the different types of things that we help people with is the deepest to the silliest. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've worked people through abusive relationships. We've worked people through rape, molestation, you know, physical abuse. We've worked people through car accidents. You know, some people, they have a car accident and they're not able to drive again. They, they, they emotionally can't drive again. We help people work through that. We help people that have surgeries and never felt the same since or felt worse from the surgery. And we help people with autoimmune issues, autoimmune diseases. We help people with all kinds of things, but we also help people with the things we don't really talk about as a society. The small, minute things that really affect someone. So if someone's on here listening and they feel like they haven't really been through, you would say trauma, even though it is trauma because it's not the trauma itself, it's actually the physiological effects that it has on the body and will continue to have on the body until it's released. But what happens is, is someone doesn't feel like they have that and then they don't work through it because they're not told that it's actually something that is wrecking havoc. I think that is so common because people think like, or with like PTSD, they're like, oh, well, I was in the military. It's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like it is so much more than that. Or like small yeah. T, little, like little T, big T traumas. And yeah. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me is I really, um, and this is where I differ from society and the way we talk about trauma is I don't even group it into small T and big T. Because I think for some people, especially our people that we serve is they try to minimize that trauma and trauma is trauma. It it doesn't matter if it's small. It doesn't matter if it's big. It's just what it is. And I really want people to start to look at it that way, because if they look at it that way, they're going to start to take it more seriously of something that they really do need to work through, whether you were yelled at, at, you know, when you were a kid, whether you have been through something that somebody would say is a bigger trauma, it doesn't really matter because it's still wrecking havoc on your body in the same way as a bigger trauma that happened in someone else's life. What it is, is it's a big trauma for that person. It's a big experience for that person. It's what their body could handle in that moment or what it couldn't handle in that moment. So it's really important to really start to share with people that if they feel stuck or they don't even know why they're stuck, there's a reason. And it's because there is some type of trauma and trauma doesn't have to be looked down upon. It's actually something there to be able to work through 
and to be able to empower someone through. And earlier you asked me, you said, how long does it usually take for someone to work with yes. you? We've been doing this method for the past seven years. So I couldn't have said this way when we started it, but now I can say that it can take someone literally one session to change. It can take someone literally one session where they see massive changes. And for some people it can take up to two months, but usually I'd say on average, people say change within two weeks. And it's not just like small changes. It's the craziest of changes that they've been looking for for years. I think that's so important. I like what you mentioned about trauma is trauma. Cause I do think we're already in a society where we minimize everything. We're like, oh, well, it wasn't this or, oh, well, it wasn't this. So it's not that big of a deal or I shouldn't be so concerned about that. So I really appreciate your focus on just remembering that like a trauma is a trauma for somebody getting into the same car wreck could mean nothing to them. And for another person, it could completely wreck their nervous system. So I think I thought it's really powerful to discuss that. Yes, what would you absolutely. say your favorite thing has been so far with starting this and moving through your own personal journey? My favorite thing. Can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean by my favorite? So thing? like, what would you say, I guess, like what makes you feel the most like empowered or has like made you the most excited about this transition from not knowing what was wrong or not being able to get the help that you needed to now you're, you're here with your, it's your family, right? I don't, we didn't dive into this, but it's your mom and your yes. sister, right? You can totally yeah. dive into it. Yes. Yeah. It's my mom and my sister and I. So from you guys yeah. starting from not having any answers to anything. And now it's like, this is what you guys do. Like, this is what you offer. This is how you get a help society. Um, what's yeah. been like your biggest spark, I guess, as far as like your favorite. Man, my favorite, I would say there's two. So one is obviously my own journey and realizing how simple it actually was, how complicated everyone else was making it because it's what they've been taught. It's what we've been taught, but how simple it really is. So it's never to downplay what someone's been through ever. I'm here to validate that for them, but for them to realize they don't have to live with it and to realize how simple it is to work through is so empowering. And I think the most excited I get is seeing my clients' results because I know it's them making that result because I've worked with all different types of people and the people that get the craziest results like I'm talking about are the people that are ready and willing to be so open and so honest with themselves and they're not willing to hide from themselves anymore. And when clients show up like that, and that's really only the people I choose to work with now, is when people show up like that, the results that people can create are just, they're miraculous. And that's how clients describe it. And there's nothing that gives me more joy than to put someone back in their gifts to show someone that they can work through something they've been trying to work through for years because you asked about Revival Society earlier and really people don't come to Revival Society until they've tried everything. So I, I have clients that come to me and say, I've tried 10 different things. I've tried 15 different things. This is my last hope. This is my last chance of finding an answer. I've had people that come to me that are basically suicidal. Maybe they don't share it in the beginning, but they share it later on. And that there's nothing that gives me more joy in my life than to give someone hope, but also not even just to give someone hope, but to give them an answer they've been looking for for years. 
I like that when you mentioned that it doesn't have to be forever. I think that's something, again, with the labels, like for so long, people thought like PTSD was just like, oh, you have PTSD, sorry, like you're stuck with it forever. And now people are learning about neuroplasticity and that like, you don't have to be stuck with these like ideations for the rest of your life. You don't have to be stuck with all of these things. So what would you say um, would be, I'm trying to think how to word it, but basically like with the like learning about that like did that help you with your healing process as well just like knowing that like we are able to change yeah I would say it's really helped you know you're human you're going to go through experiences in your life you're going to grow and as you grow you're going to have pain but what I've learned is that pain gets easier and easier and it becomes more simple to work through. And it also becomes quicker. And I feel that now that I know that I have this method for the rest of my life, which I obviously give to my clients as well, where they can learn how to actually work through things on their own. It creates this sense of, I literally can do anything I can handle anything that comes my way because I know what works for me. So absolutely. I would say it's really uh, created a tremendous amount of growth in me. One thing that I want to touch on that I liked that you mentioned was about like they're in control. It's them healing because I feel like a lot of people and probably why a lot of the methods don't work is because we're so like, oh, this is the professional. Oh, well, they have this degree. And it's not to say like I'm working towards a degree and things like that to educate myself more. But it's not to say that like, oh, I know more than you because we are, we know our bodies best more than anybody. Even if we share like what, even your clients, whatever they share with you, they're probably still is like this much that's still hidden underneath that they don't share. So can you elaborate a little bit more about just this understanding that it, it is them that gets to heal. It's not the counselor or the trainer or whatever label that the person has. Yeah. And the way I want to highlight this is I worked with all types of people. I worked with people that I, in the beginning, had to pull through, right? And I had to pull everything out of them. And it was like, it was painful because they weren't ready. I didn't know that at the time, but they weren't ready to do the work. And when someone comes in and they come to me and they say, Danielle, I know this is what I've been looking for. You know, I heard you on the podcast or I, I saw your post and I really resonate with you. There's a reason because there's a certain population of people that cannot talk through their trauma. They cannot work through their trauma, even with all the different types of therapies that are out there that people even think are subconscious, but really aren't as subconscious as you think they are because they're still having you think something. They're still asking you, well, what would have you wanted to feel? Or what do you want that? What do you want to say to that little girl or that little boy? You know, it, it's not getting deep enough for the population of people I serve. And so with this work, the reason I really say it's all about my clients and how they show up is because I've seen it. I've seen what results people get when they don't show up. And I've seen the results that people do when they do show up. I've also experienced it for myself when I show up in certain situations, right? So the reason that I really want to highlight this is because when someone's really willing 
to sit there and connect with their body and connect to the things that are already inside of them. I am there just to teach you how to access that piece of you, how to really access that piece of you, how to really get to the seed of something where it doesn't have to continue in your everyday life, nor do you actually have to manage it anymore. And once you're able to really get to yourself, like get to that place in yourself where you really learn how to really trust yourself and trust what your body knows, that's where the breakthrough really starts to happen. And so when someone shows up and they're open and they're honest, and so let's, let's give an example so people can understand what this looks like. Do you, do you feel good about that? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, if someone comes into me and they're like, I have a great relationship with my mom. She's amazing. She's incredible. Like we're best friends, but then they go into their story and they tell me, you know, when I was younger, my mom didn't want me. Um, you know, I really felt that when I was younger, but like that happened a long time ago. Those aren't my clients because if you're trying to rationalize that relationship, and you're trying to consciously work through it, or you think that you can, for some people that works. But for my people, what they realize is there's this underlining energy or adrenaline that's still in the body where they're like, now that you bring that up for me, Danielle, I realize I still feel that in my body. I realize I feel that abandonment in my body. And those clients that are really willing to be in that space and not say it happened a long time ago or it doesn't matter, I'm best for the best friends with them now, those are the people that get the results. And those are the people that really have those miraculous results, but also this ability to really understand themselves in a way they never have before. I think too, what you mentioned about like not everybody can do talk therapy. <laughs> Cause I think that is something that there are so many different areas of healing and this ability to not have to specific, like some people are just not good with words and they can't explain it. They can like, maybe they can adjust their feelings or maybe, but they can't figure out how to put that into words. Can you explain a little bit about just like that different process of it, not needing to be this, well, tell me how you feel. What would you say? What would you do? Cause again, like words are hard for a lot of people. Words are hard. Yeah. I mean, it depends on where someone's at. So for most of our people, they do still have words. It's more of, they have so many words. A lot of our people actually, they have so much, they have so much they want to share. But what happens is when you're sharing that's just revving up your body and more cortisol in your body that it actually makes someone feel worse. So I always tell people, don't come to me until you're, and I say this in the most loving way, but don't come until you're really ready because what I'm going to do is I'm going to rev things up for you. I'm going to give you an awareness that you can't unsee. That it's actually going to make you feel not as good until you release that. And that's what we're there to do is to release those emotions, is to release those feelings, is to bring it up so that you can actually see it in a way you've never seen it, but then to pretty much immediately be able to release that for you and to release that with you. So I feel like 
ask me the question again, just so I make sure I'm answering it to the way you so, want it. So people who aren't necessarily like good with their words or like the talk therapy and like the different yeah. ways of going through that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. You can learn. I yeah. love to share. So yes. I get passionate and I can forget sometimes. I still have a little bit of that mom brain, yeah. but really what it is, is with us, if you want to share, you can share, but it's really about getting to that place of that feeling in your body and really allowing yourself to understand what that heaviness in your chest actually is. Why does it feel so heavy? You know, what is that feeling in your throat? Why did you wake up and you have such a sore throat or why do you always have a sore throat or why aren't you able to lose that weight? Right. And being able to really get into that place, you're able to do yes, through talking and through what we've created, but also through feeling. And so, so for some people, at least in the beginning, most people aren't like this, but some people are where they don't really want to share. They don't really want to share what's going on. They still feel so much shame around it or guilt or resentment or anger. They're not ready to fully share, but they're able to create that space inside of themselves to be able to start to release the energy. And as they release, they start to feel more comfortable to open up. I like that. And I think it's like a good reminder too, that, you know, just because you weren't able to open up the first time or two, it's not everybody can do that. So I think that just like that acceptance of it's not a one like sided thing where you just need to immediately be able to share your feelings because you don't know this person, like you're just getting to know them. You're getting to know the atmosphere and it's okay to, to do that. I think another thing you mentioned too, is like about like the different places in our body that we feel things. Um, I think I've shared on my podcast before where it wasn't until 2020 that I realized I've probably been living a life of anxiety because like, they're like, Oh, like you might have tightness in your chest. And so at that point I started, Oh, I have tightness in my chest. Oh, I have this and this. And then like, I learned that I didn't have COVID. It was just a lifetime probably of anxiety that I just was completely busy, you know, just limiting that, like being like, Oh, well, it's just, I've just always had this. And then it wasn't until I started realizing that I had anxiety that I started unpacking like, well, why have I been dealing with this? What, you know, things like that. And so getting this awareness of your body and it goes to that subconscious level where it's like, how many years was I just consciously unaware of the fact that my body was holding this tension? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for people to know that you don't have to live with that anxiety. You don't have to live with that depression. You don't have to live living in bed, right? You don't have to live feeling inadequate. You don't have to live feeling like you can't put your purpose into the world, even though you know what you want to do. It's just about, you have to want, you have to want it. And a quote that I heard the other day, and I think it's so powerful to explain this work is the journey from it is a lot easier than the journey to it. And what I mean by that is if you're coming out of depression, believe it or not, it's actually going to be easier to get out of depression, especially with the work that I do, but to stay out of depression is harder because you have to be willing to let go of that old belief of who you once were. And I can say this because I have dealt with severe depression and I had to let go of, I was that girl that was laying in bed. I was the girl that, you know, wasn't as in shape as I could have been. I was the girl, right? Like I was the girl that had all these problems 
And I had to finally realize that I'm not that person. That's who I made myself to be in order to get attention, right? But that's not who I am now. And so I really want someone to really understand that when doing this type of work, because once you enter into this work, it can be kind of dangerous if you don't want to go further, because what happens is your body now knows, wow, I can feel this way. I can feel amazing like this, but if you don't want to stay on that path, don't do it because it's going to be a lot more painful to be back in the, in the trenches than where you were before, because you know, what's possible for you. And that might sound like so deep and so intense and so scary, but I want to be so open about it because it's something I didn't know about my journey. It's something that no one ever taught me. And I wish I was taught it. I had to learn it the hard way. But once you understand that and you're willing to be like, I don't want to be this person anymore, Danielle, I don't, I don't want to live this way. That's when everything changes for you. And we'll I think continue. it's really powerful too. And I'm glad you brought that up because it goes back to like the neuroplasticity and like we are patterns. And so we, and it's not like to like shame anybody who is in the depressive state or who is in this, but it's, we've just slowly, but surely developed these unconscious patterns. And now we have to slowly, but surely create these patterns that are the opposite. And because we're such creatures of habit, like we, like you mentioned, like that identity of like, well, I am depression. Like, what am I going to be now that I'm no longer depressed? You know? So I think that's important to, to learn. Like we don't have to, that doesn't have to be our identity. And I think that's the importance too, of either, even like health professionals now where they're realizing that it doesn't have to be like post-traumatic stress disorder. You can be going through this, but it doesn't have to be a forever sentence. And I think it's really important that more people are sharing that you can change. And that you can create new patterns, but like you mentioned, like being yeah. able to acknowledge that this is the new you, like, yes, this was me. And yes, I went through this for so many years, but I'm no longer that person. I think that's really strong. Um, what is some, like a little piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is in the trenches, who has been living with depression and ideations or can't get out of bed or, you know the number of things. I always see those ones because that's just what I'm used to hearing from friends and myself and things the most, but from any side of like heavy debilitating mental health condition, what would be your biggest piece of advice for maybe like their next step? Yeah. I think my biggest piece of advice would be to ask yourself if you've tried everything, like what have you tried? And I'd ask yourself, you know, close your eyes, take yourself on your journey, see what those things have in common, see what they don't have in common, right? See what's worked for you and really get clear with yourself about one, do you think there's hope? And that sounds so painful to say, but people don't try when they don't feel like there's hope anymore. So I would say, find a way to find hope. Hope is so important in the beginning and hope can be just having a call with somebody that creates a new awareness for you, right? Um, hope can be something where you go out and you put yourself out there to see that there's other people that have overcome it. But what I would say is you do, you have, even though you're in such a deep place, there's going to be something that wakes you up. 
And I want you to know that there's going to be something that just wakes you up one day that says, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And when you get to that moment, you got to, you got to immediately, immediately react to it, respond to it and find that answer. As I say, that's been knocking at your door. So whether it's me and you resonate with what I'm saying, whether I'm just here to give you a deeper awareness, find that person that's been there consistently, or that you just feel like you really resonate with that. You're like, I know this is my answer. I know this is what I've been looking for and almost like attack it, like go after it, move through the fire. Don't sit still, really start creating that energy to be able to move yourself through. And you don't have to do this alone. You're not meant to do this alone. I didn't do this alone. I didn't get out of this place alone. I did it with many different people on my journey, but you got to just start. You got to find that thing. That's that foundation. That's really going to help you. And then you can add things in as you go forward. I love that. And I think too, like you mentioned, like that momentum, it's so important to like take that little spark, like, oh, you're having a good day today. Okay. What can we do to keep getting that day going well? So I love that. Um, so in closing, is there any last minute things you'd like to share? And then also how can people find you? Yeah, I think what I want to share with people is that, you know, just cause it hasn't worked, doesn't mean it can't work. And I actually want to highlight someone that I really admire. Not sure if you've heard of Ed Milet, but his new book just came out. Oh, it's I'll so look it up. <laughs> if you can take conscious action in your life, you're a person that can take some conscious action in your life, get his book, The Power of One More. Oh, I did hear about that. Yes. Oh my God. It's so amazing. And the reason I'm highlighting it is because it's that one more try. It doesn't have, you've already given so many different tries, but if you give it one more, you're going to find your answer. You just have to be willing to try and try and try again until you find that person that's going to help you, but really ultimately you're going to help yourself. And the biggest thing that I want to share about Revival Society, and I said this earlier is, and I think this is what does make us really unique, is you don't have to know what's going on. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to know anything about anything. You don't even have to remember your life. You don't have to know anything that's going on. You just have to be so open and so willing to be honest with yourself, willing to put yourself out there and willing to really trust a process and being ready to invest in that process. And once you are, you can get miraculous results. That's perfect. And where can people find us? Yes. Um, they can find us on our website, www.revivalsociety.com. And you can also find us on Instagram. We are Revival Society. And if you message us on Instagram, it is my sister, Carly, you will be speaking to. So you are always speaking to one of us. Mostly it's Carly that's in the DMs. So if you message, you're going to get a real person. It's always one of us. And we are here to help you and to get you on your journey. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. And I am looking forward to just continuing to follow your journey. I love seeing all the testimonies from other people who have worked with you. So if you haven't looked at her website, well, you haven't because you're listening to this podcast episode right now, but go and just read the reviews. Even if you don't work with them, just getting to read so many people's success stories and the, the outcomes that they've had is just so remarkable and it's so needed today in this society. So thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you.